Yeah, yeah. Uh. Underrated, underrated, we the underdogs, underestimated. Yeah. Underrated, underrated, we the underdogs, underestimated. We the one. We the one. Yeah, out of the darkness, I rose up. Golden my soul, it's a gold rush. Digital Gumbo Podcast, after party number 15, Boys Night Out, part two. T. Petty is away. It's me and Nook. As always, hit it, maestro. After the party, it's the after party. Man, I might have to try and trick you up and, you know, because you be on point now, man. You know exactly what time it is. That's what's up. Digital Gumbo Podcast After Party and our regular episodes as well. Check those out. They're very funny. Uh, Our podcast contains language that some may find offensive. In fact, I would be offended if you weren't offended. Listener discretion <laughs> is advised. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, Nook, this your boy, Aegis Elbow, of course, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And Nook, today I broke one of my like um, cardinal rules that I had. Uh-oh, and uh-oh. Um, so so I have a cardinal rule where I, I don't drink doing like work calls because okay. it just don't it just don't turn out good. But I found a loophole. <laughs> I found a loophole. If you ask me to be on a work call after five, oh, yeah. then that's technically, I think I, I, I can I can sip on something Absolutely. after five o'clock. Because that's like after hours, work should be done. So you going into evening, happy, happy hour time. So, um, you know, I, I you know, I, I turned my video off and I was just like listening on the call and was muted, but I was sipping on something. So from five to six today. So mm-hmm. I, I broke one of my cardinal rules, but I found a loophole. Look, I'm a bishop. You know, like how, um, like, uh, like uh, they have some things where, like, a bishop can say, "Okay, you can eat meat on this specific Friday during Lent, bro." You don't gotta feel guilty about nothing. If it's after three o'clock, really, in the same time zone, and you having a call, no, man, go ahead and have a sip. You might need that sip to tolerate not all the people on the call. But especially that person with like any questions, which is like the deadly question, and then somebody the comes end, up yeah. and extending the damn meeting. Shut the hell up. Yeah, and, and Nook, I, I appreciate you like blessing that. <laughs> so yeah. I feel a lot better about it now. Unbelievable. Look, I know some people that um, you know, that's kind of like old school, you know, like on Mad Men or other shows like that, where they yeah, used to bust where they be out drinking the it in the yeah, in the yeah. middle of the day. Yeah, I, I know some people that work with some people that. If they could do that now, they have them a little sip. I mean, like moonshine, bro. Just a sip, just to get them through. Because, ooh, these meat, ooh, ooh. But uh, we're gonna leave that there. All right, bro. We got to get serious just for a minute before we get into the funny stuff. Um, over this past weekend, we're taping this podcast on Wednesday. Haiti was hit with a 7.2 earthquake. Uh, thousands dead. Yeah, uh, there are yeah. people in the street, no uh, mm. running water, and uh, just um, you know. Um, Haiti just continues to uh, suffer from from natural disasters and whatnot. On the back end of the hurricane, a couple of days later, uh, on the back end of the earthquake, a couple of days later, uh, the remnants of a tropical storm and hurricane came through, just flooding the streets, and, and so many people are, are homeless there. So we're going to go ahead and put uh, some notes on how you can help Haiti. And if you feel it in your heart and you have it in your budget, please uh, go ahead and uh, help Haiti. We'll put uh, a link on some ways that you can do that. But uh, 
bro, the pictures are coming out of Haiti this past weekend. My heart goes out to, to the Haitian community and just the um, human community in Haiti, bro. Very, very sad. Yeah, and this is just it's just heartbreaking to hear. And it 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 does seem like it's it's one, you know, just one, you know, catastrophe after another one, right? So you 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 had the um the prime minister there, right? You know, and and all that that took place there, then the earthquake and then the you know, tropical storm, all yeah. those things, and you just you just feel for the people of Haiti. And it's it's a great country, a, a you know, a wonderful country, a powerful country, right? You think about Haiti's history there, and just to see the country just experience all of this, and it's it's a small country too. So yeah. when when they when they feel it, and when people are hurt, right, it's, it's felt all over the entire country. So our hearts and, and you know prayers go out to them. Absolutely. So we'll put a link up on the podcast, and the other thing is too there's a thing called charity navigator and there's some other um, links and other um, apps as well. We just want to make sure that uh, if you do decide to go ahead and financially help our, our brothers and sisters in Haiti, that you don't get got. It's a lot of scammers that's out there surrounding any natural disaster. So we just want to make sure that, um, you know, that you uh, make sure that the money that you donate and gets to where it's going. And uh, we'll put some links up on the podcast regarding that. And again, uh, our hearts go out to, to, the Haitian community, all our Haitian brothers and sisters. Uh, the other thing, man, I, I, I never saw no shit like this before ever in my life. So you I don't want to get into the political, political aspects of it, but the United States now is withdrawing from Afghanistan. Bro, they told everybody, including, you know, people that work in the embassies and the whole nine yards, the plane is coming, hop on the plane, and they're going to come back to the United States. The pictures of the Afghan people. Bro, that, that plane clinging, was... Man, clinging that, onto the plane like Tom Cruise in like a Mission Impossible movie. Like, how bad must that shit be with the Taliban or whatever that they would risk dying hanging onto an airplane that's on the runway about to take off then go back and, and, and deal, you know, with, uh, with what uh, they're going to be uh, subject to uh, going forward, man. Man, that, that, yeah. that broke my heart, bro. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And if you you know you think about this, right? It is like, you know, we've we've been fighting in Afghanistan for a long time. And I'm not talking about this recent conflict too. I'm talking about it, it just in past history too. And you're talking about other countries, like you know, talk to Russia about like what happened with Afghanistan. They they couldn't hang with that either, right? So it is it's rough out there. It is rough out there. And I think one of the reasons you know, why you saw so many people like hanging on to those planes and trying to get on there, if you were in Afghanistan and you had been um, working with Americans and supporting Americans, pretty much all the Americans are pulling out now. All the troops are pulling out. They're calling everybody back home. So if you originally from Afghanistan and you had any affiliation with Americans, yeah, they're going to be looking at you pretty funny and it's going to be a rough, rough time especially over these coming months. So they, they, everybody's trying to get out of there. And so the, the other thing that happened is it happened so quickly, right? Like we started withdrawing um, troops and the Taliban's like, it's on, let's push. And they push. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable, man. Um, you know, the thing I can understand is that, you know, we announced ahead of time and I don't really know what goes into the diplomacy of this or, you know, what, uh, as far as uh, secretary of state or whoever it is, you know, goes ahead or the president goes ahead and make it, makes an announcement months ahead of time that we pulling out. 
um, you know, uh, that just gives, you know, evildoers and, and bad people, whomever, um, a chance for people to plan and plot and strategize to take over. The other thing is that we're saying we're leaving, but then, you know, I see news that a thousand troops and then another thousand troops. Three three thousand got to go back because they, they was trying to leave too fast and, and they, they started taking over everything. But one of the reasons why you signal early on that you're leaving, because you're technically signaling for like, the, in this case, the Afghan kind of people in Afghan army to kind of get ready, like get ready. We about to bounce. Y'all need to make sure y'all got everything straight so y'all can hold it down. But the Afghan army is like, nope, we can't do this. We can't hold it down. And then the U.S. was like, we pulling out anyway. And then that's what happens. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Uh, absolutely crazy. So, you know, we'll keep an eye towards that, man. And again, uh, for all the Afghan, I think I think an Afghan is a, like a like a, a tapestry, but Afghani I think is the way to say that the Afghani people, um, you know, again we'll continue to monitor that man. And um, Taliban is taking over. They're saying that they might go back to sixth century law. Um, you know how oppressive they are in terms of young girls and women. And that's why that's why you had people hanging on to them planes trying to yeah, get out of it. Yeah, unbelievable. So we'll continue to um, you know monitor that man. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's not looking good uh, over there in Afghanistan. And we'll see uh, what develops and what happens over the next uh, few months. All right, bro. So uh, let's get to some news, some funny, some not. U.S. population. So, you know, they had the census during the middle of the damn Rona last year. And yeah, yeah man. So the number that I have is that uh, U.S. population, 331 and a half million people here in this country. And um they're saying a, a lot of places around the country that um, uh, a lot of cities have, have gotten larger, some smaller, some larger. But um, again, they're, they're uh, saying that um, a lot of population shifts and whatnot around the country. So, man, your thoughts. They're also saying that America has never been browner or blacker. Um, is, and a lot of urban center cities are more diverse, more brown people, more Asian people, uh, more Hispanic people. Um, people of Latin heritage, people of Hispanic heritage. So your thought on uh, the shifting tide in America. They said that this was coming in 2008, but you only have two censuses, or is it sensei? I don't know. It's a sensei. Like like, that's like, that's sen- like a, that's a uh, martial arts master, sensei. I know, right? Because like it's like like a radius of something, right? But then a radii. So if it's census, is a sensei. I will have to uh, see what the plural of that is. But you only have two censuses. Um, between um, 2008 and now, but uh, looks like what people have been forecasting that America is more diverse and that um, that's coming to pass, bro. So what's your reaction on that? Yeah, of course. And um, and I think folks have been saying it for a minute and now by like 2040, the majority of the United States will be, you know, people of color, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and so, you know, you, you see this, um, the shift in the demographics, right, since 2008, and especially with this new census. So a couple of things are happening there is that, um, you know, there's more people of color in the country, but they're also starting to, to kind of um, congregate in urban centers and urban areas. Like people are flocking back to cities. And a lot of times it has to do with like opportunities because that's where jobs are, resources, you know, other stuff, people tend to kind of gravitate towards cities. And yeah. so you see that trend happening as well. So that makes sense. The, the other thing that you're seeing that with this demographic shift 
right, is we're also seeing the tensions that that creates in the country. So we talk about like voting rights, right? We talk about yeah. a lot about voting rights and it has to do a lot with this, um, this shift in demographics and the shift in demographics uh, comes shifts in political power, right? So, so a shift in demographics means a shift in like society as well. And you have forces that sometimes push back on it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you see all, all the other ten the tensions around racial equity and police reform, all those things are happening you know, because of this shift in, in, in America. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to do a deep dive. You know, I'm a numbers nerd. I'm just going to give you the top 20 cities and the increase in population from 2010 to 2020. You ready? All right. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Washington, D.C. Uh, population now 689,000, up 14.6% since the last census. And they're going to keep growing. This is that DC. It's always grows. It never goes in the opposite direction. It always goes up. Absolutely. Uh, Colorado, Denver, Colorado. That we I will say about DC. It is, it, 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 I, it's, it's not a, a majority person of color city anymore. So that's a, that's a unique point about that demographic shift, yeah, right? Is yeah. was predominantly people of color. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Denver, Colorado, that weed must be uh, attracting a lot of folks out there to smoke and smoke. Their population now 715,000, up 19% since the last census. You know, um, I, I, I would hang out in Colorado. It, it seems like a beautiful city, but I, I worry about their gun violence. The, the, uh, Colorado and stuff like that, but, you know, that, that, that city might be pretty cool. Now, for people that smoke weed, don't go out there trying to get the purple purple or whatever it is. They got all that Lucky Charms and all that different kind of weed because that's a mile high and you beat them puffed on that and you can't breathe. You'll find yourself <laughs> in a damn hospital. Exactly. Don't do that. Uh, Seattle, Washington, population now 737,000, up 21% since the last census. Um, let wow, me go. Seattle. Seattle is yeah. beautiful, though, man. It is beautiful. It's out there. It's Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. Exactly. Let me go uh, 17 to 10. So San Fran, uh, 873,000, up 9%. Charlotte, North Carolina, we know a lot of folks from there. Uh, 874,000, up almost 20% since the last census. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Indianapolis. These are, you've all said double-digit gains. Yeah, pretty much all double-digit gains. Um, Indianapolis, now 887,000, up 8% since the last census. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, that's the state capital, 905,000 people. That's a 15% gain over 2010. So in 10 years, uh, it's gone up from, uh, let's see here, 905 is the new number. They, they only had 787,000. So Columbus is drawn with jobs and education. Ohio State University is there, et cetera, et cetera. So that's uh, very interesting. Um, Look, you know, as you, as you lay out these like growing cities, you know, I'm starting to think about is like, growing infrastructure needs because when you yeah. start going into double digits right like you start putting strain on existing infrastructure roads yeah. water you know power and then I, I also wonder about like development like where like how the cities are growing out or are they just getting more dense where they're exactly. shoving more people together so you got to think about that too in a pandemic yeah yeah so um uh, there's there's a thing when they build called pervious and impervious concrete uh impervious concrete doesn't drain and that creates you know 
uh, standing water, swells, those types of things, especially when and there's flooding storms. Too. Flooding. And flooding, exactly, yeah. So we got to be on the lookout for that. The other thing is, is that as people move into an area that hasn't received, you know, the type of infrastructure improvements, you know, you have uh, big box deliveries and food deliveries, just more vehicles on the road, pounding that road. And um, that can lead to, to crumbling roads, also water main breaks and those types of things. So a lot of things for planners and folks to, to think about as these cities continue to expand. Um, number 13, Fort Worth, Texas, 918,000. That's a 23% upgrade uh, increase. They only have 740,000 people last time around. Um, Jacksonville, Florida. So it's the biggest city, big city in America by square mileage. Um, that's like in the contiguous 48. There's like four other Alaskan cities that are big, but Jacksonville, Florida, old number, 821,000. New number, 950,000. That's a 15% increase in 10 years. And you know what? When I think of Jacksonville, Florida, I don't lump it in with the rest of Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's at the north. It's Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You know, it's a little different. It's a little different. So I can see why people are flocking there. Because Florida exactly. in general, you'd be like, I don't know if I can fool with Florida. But Jacksonville, now, I, I can yeah. hang with Jacksonville. Duval um, is <laughs> South, South Carolina is contiguous to Florida, right? To Jacksonville. So you can go over the border in Florida and then you're in South Carolina. Is that right? Oh, you got you got Georgia. Georgia, I forgot about Georgia. Georgia. That's right. Georgia, Georgia, then South Carolina, yep. then North yep. Carolina. Yep. Okay. Got it. Um, this city is uh, getting bigger, man. Austin. So um, old population, 790,000. New population, they're almost at a million, bro. 961,000 people, a 21% increase from last census. Wow. Wow. This Now you're getting bigger numbers, right? It's growing. Exactly. You're, you're, you're number what, 10? Uh, number two, yeah, I'm at 10. Number so Austin, 10, Austin right. is the 11th, uh, 11th uh, biggest city, uh, just under a million at 961,000. So this is the top 10. Top 10, top 10 cities that are growing and it's double digits and it's going to be 20 plus percent probably. Yes. So, so now this city didn't grow double digits probably because it's expensive as hell to live out there. San Jose, uh, they had 945,000 last time around. This time around 1 million 13,000, that's a 7% increase. All right, San Jose. And then uh, let's see here. It looks like Texas has three cities in the um, top 10, as does California. So we said San Jose, nine, Dallas, Texas, 1.3 million. Last time around, they had 1.2 million. That's a 9% increase. Uh, San Diego, 1.3 million. Uh, just a small change, relatively speaking, six percent. Uh, but uh, when you're over a million, I mean, any percentage is a big uh, change. Yeah. San Antonio, one point four three million last time around, one point three two million. They're up eight percent. Um, Philadelphia. Wow. And look, you're right. When you get in these big numbers, even though they're not double digits, it's a lot of people, right? Like eight yes. percent of a million people is like, a, you know, it's a lot of people. And these are only the people they counted because I know between me and you, we could easily name 20 people that didn't get counted for whatever reason. So, you know, like any survey is plus or minus 3%. The census might even be plus or minus 5%. So, and you know, be- you're right because, like, that's almost like adding an, an, an entire city, right? Like, if you have a million people and you grow um, 8%, that's the size of some metropolitan cities yeah, that you yeah. grow. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, 
So this city actually fell in the rankings. Philadelphia used to be the fifth largest city in America. Now it's the sixth largest city in America, according to the census, 1.6 million. Uh, in the 2010 census, they had 1.52 million. So they've grown by 5%, but they've slipped in the rankings from five to six. Um, next gotcha. one. Yeah. Uh, the hot spot, literally and figuratively, you know, your boys spend some time in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Paradise Valley. I love it out yeah. there. We I honeymooned out there as well. Phoenix, 1.6 million. They're now the fifth largest city in America. They used to have 1.44 million. That's an 11% increase. Dang, uh, these, these cities is like growing. Yeah. So this is the top four now. No change in the top four, and they all grew in uh, size. Houston, uh, 2.3 million. They had 2.1 million in 2010. That's a 10% increase. Chicago, we know people in Chicago, 2.7 million. They had 2.6 million last time around. So just a 2% increase, but still, that's a lot. So Chicago's number three. Los Angeles, 3.8 million. You might as well say 3.9 million. It's 3.898 million. It's, it's 4 million people living. It's 4 million people in uh, Los Angeles. Well, 3.9, but you know, plus or I'm minus just saying 4, 4 million. I'm saying 4 million people live in Los Angeles. 4 million. So that's just a 2%. Uh, excuse me. That's a, yeah, it's a 2% increase. 2.8 for Los Angeles. And you already know what the number one city is. New York, 8.8 million people. Last time around in 2010, they counted 8.1 million. So that's a 700,000 person increase that they counted. And that is a 7.7% increase in the population. It's a lot going on, bro. A lot. Hey, that, that's $700,000 gain. The city I'm in, that's that's larger than the city I live in. That's like Big twice as, I think, Baltimore, I think Baltimore is like 350,000. So you no, double that. No, no, we got, we got more than that. We, we 600,000 now. We, we, we made about 590. That's right. That's 593, right. 593. 593. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But that, yeah. that, like I said, that, that growth in New York is bigger than our entire city. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Uh, let's move forward. Let's go across the world. Thailand. Okay. So you know what Yelp is, right? Yeah, the app that you can uh, kind of rate businesses on. Yeah. So this man was in Thailand. He was an American and he went to a restaurant and they said that they had a corkage fee. He wanted to bring in some gin that they didn't have at the restaurant. What he did was he was um, really pissy about it. He knew what the corkage fee was coming in. It was a $15 corkage fee. So what he did was he got on the equivalent of Yelp and said that this restaurant wasn't shit because they charged him $15 to uncork his, um, his gin. They found out who he was and arrested him on this obscure anti-business law in Thailand and locked him up. He's facing jail time and a $6,300 fine. Man, I wish they would do that in America what? for these people that be posting them bullshit ass. Hey, yo, dudes. and that's, um, dude, that's a Thai prison, dude. So dude went to a Thai <laughs> prison for like, Griping about fifteen dollars—that's that—that's an extreme in my, in my opinion to go to a Thai prison uh, for that. But it it was okay. It was wrong on a couple of different levels. Okay. Like, all right, I understand corkage fees and whatnot, and it is way cheaper than buying the alcohol there if you can bring your own alcohol, and then you know they charge you the fee and you, you got your alcohol. 
But it is kind of jacked up just to say like, it's my alcohol and you're going to charge me to open my bottle. So it just does sound crazy. But he was wrong because he knew they charged the fee for it. So he should have just not went. Just don't go stay at home, drink your drink, and don't worry about it. But you can't go there knowing they charge. And then when they charge, you talk smack about it. See, that's ridiculous. Now, you complaining about a $15 fee, which you done paid already on your bill. Now you about to pay the $63, $6,400 fine. That don't make and no you're sense. And you in a tired prison. That's and the worst part. Prison. The other thing is that, you know, my wife is bougie. Your wife is bougie. They are friends. They uh, do not bat an eyelash if they want to bring the wine for the meal in and they pay the corkage fee. Oh, yeah. I, that, 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 they in heaven with that one. That was like, what? We just got to pay the openness joint? We can bring our own? So, yeah. That's, now, the, that's the best deal ever. Now, me and Drees do some different shit. We get drunk at home or have a couple of drinks at home. <laughs> then by the time you get to the restaurant, it just kick in. So you might lose yeah. one of the drinks that you have. Hey, wait, wait, Nook, let me ask you this. All right, technically, if you bring a flask to the place, maybe that's, is that a loophole for the corkage fee? So you got to like sneak it on the elevator, have a sip on the elevator, go to the men's room and have a sip to get around. Uh, they got to drink in the men's room. Yeah, they can't. They, yeah, they can't charge you for that. Drinking in the men's room. Now, remember before COVID, we had the Cinco de Mayo party at the at the place. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the guy didn't have the champagne that um, I was looking for on the menu. And I was like, can I bring in a case of champagne? He's like, well, why don't you bring your own food too? I was like, okay. I see oh, I got he, snippy with he, you. <laughs> he was able, he was able to actually uh, get it, and you know, we had a good time. So yeah, these restaurants is in business to make money, and they got to charge a corkage fee. So be it. But if you're in Thailand, don't be putting that shit on Yelp because they will arrest I, you. This is something I never knew how how this worked. So I guess if you charge a corkage fee. Then mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need a liquor license because it's like people bringing their own liquor, they're just gonna drink it. I'm not selling it, so I don't need a liquor license. I'm just gonna charge them to open it. So I guess it is a good way for a restaurant to, um, you know, to serving food that want the ability to have alcohol with that food, but don't have a liquor license. That you know, I I could see that working, but see, I, I don't know how it works. See now, you know how where we live, like from county to county, city to city. And then we got uh, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. All the liquor laws are different for every county. So it's totally crazy. So sometimes, I think for the most part, they charge you a corkage fee because they have a liquor license. But it's all, man, it's just all over the You place. even got to have a liquor license to charge a, a corking fee. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then some uh, counties, is totally dry on Sunday, and you won't get another drink till Monday. So I don't know, man. I don't know how it works. Like I said, you get drunk at home, you ain't got to pay no corkage fee, and you be going up in the restaurant feeling good. You or feel or me? bring your flask. <laughs> exactly. Drink in the man's room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We're going to keep it in Thailand, bro. Okay, so we talked about this before, but now this is getting out of hand. Okay, with the pandemic, they got monkey gangs now in Thailand. These monkeys don't have any food sources because, again, restaurants closing, people not visiting as much, traveling, tourism, the whole nine yards, and um, the little um, carts with the vegetables and fruits ain't there. They are openly attacking people for food and anything else in Thailand, man. Monkey gangs terrorizing Thailand. Yeah, I, I saw this, uh, and, and 
even you talking about it, it don't do it justice when you look at the video that yeah. it had from it. Now, when you say gangs of monkeys, right? Hundreds. It's not like, it's, it's yeah, it's not like four or five monkeys like messing no, around. No. It is a hundred monkeys in one game and then a hundred monkeys in another game. And these, these monkeys met in the middle of the street. Like it was like, um, you know how you had that uh, in Michael Jackson, um, uh, what was that, I'm bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was two gangs like that that met on the streets it's like it, it's about to be on, like back and forth, just like that. It was it was scary. Just attacking people, motorcycles, bikes, mopeds, foot. It don't matter. They was attacking them and just getting whatever they could get. You get four, five, six, seven monkeys on you, man. It's gonna be a problem. Damn. Hey, what's that? What's that? Um. Oh my God! It it was like the um. Uh, uh, Come out and play. He oh, was, the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors. Warriors, yeah, come yeah. out and play. It was like, it was crazy. Crazy as hell, man. So, yeah. So, I don't know if, like, the tourism department for Thailand looks at this or if they're aware of that, but you don't want no reports coming out. Like they said, like, it was gangs of monkeys attacking people in D.C. Like, ain't nobody going to want to come to deep. Well, I mean, they got some monkey business going on in Congress, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But I'm saying, if they said gangs and packs of wild wolves was attacking people in downtown D.C., everybody want to come to D.C. and you might get attacked by you a know, wolf that, what? that is right, because when you look at the video, it was people just walking down the street, riding a moped, like it's a normal everyday occurrence. Like, oh, the monkey gangs at it again. I was yeah. like, that is, the, that is the craziest thing to see. But people was like, oh, this happened all the time. Mm, mm, mm. That's crazy. So yeah, man. So uh, be careful, y'all, if y'all got the plans to go to Thailand. But uh, yeah, man. You know so who this... ain't going to Thailand no time soon? Who's that? T. Patty. No, she ain't going to Thailand. <laughs> no, absolutely not. She's just gonna stay stateside. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Who knows? Okay, we talked about Florida, right? Like Jacksonville, um, biggest city in uh, Florida, right? So this guy was riding his bike in Florida, like on a bike path, okay? So, you know, it has like the harder concrete and stuff. Something happened. The guy fell off the bike and fell into like this nearby pond or a stream, okay? He broke his leg. So it had to be quite the, um, the fall, right? For him to break his femur, his main bone, right? Okay. Yeah, and, and on a bike, that's, you know, believe it or not, it's not that hard to do. If you're riding on a bike and you fall off and you're going at a good clipping speed, you fall the right way. Yeah, I can see I can see him breaking it. Yeah. Yeah. So the broken leg wasn't the biggest problem. In this pond or stream, a goddamn alligator came out and what? he couldn't move because he broke his leg. And oh, the alligator my God. started attacking him. So luckily, it was some people on the path. They like stomped on the alligator got the alligator what? off the man and dragged him off the path till the paramedics came and then animal rescue came and you know they do whatever they do with the gator man but can you imagine ride I, your bike listen. break your leg you in pain you fall into right near the edge of the stream with this alligator and then the alligator attacks you that I, it's, just, it's just that's hard to conceive of. Like you go from riding your bike, just like oh, it's it's a nice, beautiful day. I'm enjoying the wind blowing through, you know, my face. Then all of a sudden, you on the ground, broken leg, and an alligator. Mm, mm, mm. Unbelievable, man. And um, yeah, they identified it as a gator. 
I don't know if you notice or not, but Florida is the only state in the United States that has both crocodiles and alligators. So I don't know if it's like a difference in like their teeth or what have you. And I know that I think crocodiles have a longer snout. Alligators are broader. Um, like Man, a I, don't, I don't care. Like when you got a broken leg, <laughs> you in pain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that an alligator or a crocodile? <laughs> you be like, somebody help me, please. Mm-hmm. Get me out of this, this situation. That's That's crazy. That's scary. That's crazy. So he was okay. I mean, he was bit up pretty bad, but he's expected to recover and and he'll be okay. Okay. Now I'm going to need your help with this next one because I really don't know what this is. And I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Okay. In Poland, there's this lady, she's like a, uh, what they call social media influencer and an Instagram model. She's about 26 years old. She saw her love and I'm saying love in quotation marks as one of these NFT, a non-fungible token. Non-fungible. Two, non-fungible. So yeah, I'm saying I'm thinking fungible like a fungi, like bacteria. But anyway, she saw her love as a non, non-fungible token for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. $250,000, bro. Wow. All right, so I don't know a whole lot about non-fungible tokens, right? I I, I know it is a way to take something um, that is kind of just unique in of itself and give it some value using blockchain. And I, I even even me saying that, I don't even know how that works. I don't even I, know how it works either. But I can't see, though, like, your love is something that is unique. Right. Or like, um, and so I can see how you could possibly turn it into a non-fungible token because it's something that's unique and it's like there, but it, it, it just seems so weird to do it. And I think, um, Dame Dash got in, 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 into, uh, um, some, um, um, issues because he yes. tried to take one of, um, Jay-Z's albums and turn it into a non-fungible token. I think that was it. I think that's what happened, but right, like so people are can- doing it. Yeah, like his third of the album, I think him, Jay-Z, and somebody else owns another third. It might be the publishing company. Dame Dash wanted to take his third of the Reasonable Doubt album and sell his third as a non-fungible token. Now, how this usually works is it might be like a photograph or something art-related that people own, they put up for sale, and then the highest bidder owns that. It's nothing. Yeah, physical. I can see that with an object. You're right. I can see yeah. that with an object. But your your love, your love and affection. That's that's ridiculous. Now let me tell you how the story went. The guy bought the NFT, the love NFT, for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He also got to go on a date with this girl. But what she said was, is that the NFT was for her stripper Instagram model name. Not, not her, not her, not her Christian. Not her personal. Not her person, not her birth certificate name. So it's wow. a whole bunch of shit going on with that, man. I'm just like, what? Well, like, so it's like her IG model love went for $250,000, but it wasn't wow. her personal love. So that's crazy. Yeah, because I was, I was wondering how that was going to work. Because if you turn it to an NFT, whoever brought it technically own it. So that means you could never give your love to anybody else. 
And I was like, well, how do you enforce that? But I see how she got around it now. She's like, oh no, that was my character, my my Instagram personality. They're not gonna love nobody else but whoever own it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was pretty slick there, but that was like, woo. Mm-hmm. You know, we should, okay. So uh, I'm gonna ask you this question, but I'm gonna tell you what I would do. All right, man, name some shit that you got that you would sell as an NFT to the highest bidder. For example, I might take this damn podcast and sell it as an NFT and cut the money four <laughs> ways between me, you, T. Petty, and producer E, right? Then we just come up with another podcast that would be like Digital Gumbo nope. Podcast today. It'll, it'll be the, the, the Fidgetal Gumbo. <laughs> The fidgetal gumbo, digital fumble <laughs> podcast. Sell that to the highest bidder. I'll look now. I'll sell you Nikki Bishop Jr.'s love for way less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I mean, damn, really? I, uh, we just we need a sponsorship. <laughs> Man, unbelievable! Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars straight cash. So I bet you it's gonna be a lawsuit, man. But what would you sell, man, as an NFT? What you got laying around that you could sell? As you know, an I NFT? got, I got, I got to think about this one because there's got to be something that's unique that's yeah. there and something I would be willing to part with, yeah. like to, to 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 like give away. And uh, I, man, I would. What would I sell? Man, that's that's as, hard, buddy. Yeah, that is that's a hard one. That that is like unique. That's like you're just gonna give it away. Like I got a bunch of crap now that I I want to sell and give, <laughs> and give away. But I usually take that to the like the yard sale or to the pawn shop. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, like I any of that can you can turn it into an NFT, but it's not gonna be worth a whole lot of money. It w- it will probably be like um, you know, it would be something like um a secret. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. And then you don't gotta tell it. You sell it, you get the money, and they get it, and they never take physical possession of it because the NFT is like it's something that's not not physical. It's not um, you can't touch it. So I, I don't I don't know how this all works, man. I need to research that, but yeah, we need to we need to sell some NFTs, man, so I can get NFTs paid. secrets secrets. I can sell so, some secrets so we can get. Yeah, but it'd be other people's secrets. <laughs> it yeah, won't that's, be it. that's it. I'll tell you all the other people's secrets. Gotcha. All right, now do you know who Lulu is? No, but I got a feeling I'm about to find out. Lulu. Okay. Okay. Lulu from London. Okay. So you remember the Thomas Crown Affair? What, who was that actor? Uh, oh, uh, Pierce, that was Pierce, Pierce Bronson. Pierce, Pierce, not Pierce Bronson. Is it Pierce Bronson? No, that's um, Pierce. When the Pierce, it wasn't Pierce Morgan. No, got, not Pierce. Gotta, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was. Brosnan. Yeah, yeah, Chris Brown. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. it. Because that's one of my wife's favorite movies, okay. The Thomas Crown Affair. And it's a slick movie. I like it, too. I watch it every time it come on. Right. So he created all this mayhem and stuff and stole, like, this priceless painting, right? Yep. And a whole okay. lot of other stuff, too. But a whole like, lot of yeah. other stuff. Yep. Okay. Lulu from London. And, what, and hold on. And, and the story, the plot goes that he's this thief, that he's really good, he steals stuff. And then this insurance uh, company is responsible for recovering all this stolen stuff. And so it has this um, investigator, female investigator, and she's chasing um, you know, him around and they kind of have some chemistry going on. So that's the plot. Okay, okay. Uh, what was that like Renee Russo, one of them was in there? Yep. Okay, all right. That movie came out in 1999. I'm trying to look up the name of the uh, actor. Hold on one second. Uh, is it Pierce Brosnan? I can't 
because he was he was the double he was um on uh, 007 for a little bit so whoever That's the right. previous 007 was before um um daniel craig came that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, damn, how come it doesn't say who the actor is? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Okay. So what happened with Lulu from London is she went into a jewelry store and she had some accomplices, right? So what happened was she did the okie doke with Pierce Brosnan. That's correct. She did the okie doke with the accomplices. She asked to see $4.2 million worth of diamonds, including a heart-shaped diamond that was about 20 carats large. That's a huge diamond, okay? What she did was she put the diamonds into a bag and switched out the bag that had seven pebbles in it. Wait, 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 wait. So she she go into the store and it's yeah. like, let me see those diamonds. Yes. And when they kind of hand her the diamonds, she do the the sleight of hand. Yes. <laughs> yes. Replace it with pebbles. Pebbles. All right. Wait. Look, okay. Stop right there before you go any farther. All right. First of all, I know Lulu was white. <laughs> ain't nobody else. They letting look at you said forty million dollars worth of diamonds. So uh, $4.2 million worth of diamonds. Okay, $4.2 million worth of diamonds. Like, if I walk in the store, it's like, can I see $4.2 million worth of diamonds? I just want to look at them and touch them. So it was great. So Lulu's from Romania, and she posed as a jewelry buyer. So I don't know if they didn't do their due diligence or their background or whatever. But, but but no, she was still white, right? Yes. Okay. All right. That's she's I, a that's, little that's, that's she's a little brownish, but yes, she's okay. Technically white, but yes, right. she swapped out. She had two bags, put the diamonds in one bag, swiped the diamond bag out with a bag that had seven pebbles in it, and she almost got away with it. But you know, the salespeople started putting two and two together in the whole nine yards, and um, they found her. She's facing uh, some jail. Wait, time wait, wait. Well, you said they found her. They that found means her. she got away. She that got means like away. She, so she actually did the switch. So she, um, so they yes. let her see the diamonds. She yes. posed as a diamond buyer, yes. looked at the diamonds, yes. did the sleight of hand, gave yep. them pebbles, and walked out with four point two million dollars worth of diamonds, including a twenty carat heart shaped diamond. You know that 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 is almost like a flawless, a flawless heist. How did she get caught? Man, well, I guess they, they eventually figured out it was it was rocks, like pebbles. Yeah, they figured out it was rocks in the bag, and then they put two and two together, and then they said, you know, they found out that she wasn't who she said she was. and But she left the store, bro, and um, they arrested her. Um, she had a warrant that was um, from another country, but it was uh, they arrested her in Britain, and she had a two accomplices, and they uh, pleaded guilty already to conspiracy so, so they, they, they got, got the diamonds back right so they, they got, got the, the diamonds, diamonds back. back yeah 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 but, so so the problem with that heist it was ingenious the way that she got them yeah the where she fell apart was when you pull a heist like that i'm not speaking from experience <laughs> but when you pull a heist like that you gotta be able to fence them diamonds get your money and disappear because exactly. that that's that's how you gotta close it out exactly. now you can't you can't take 4.2 million dollars worth of diamonds and then like can't get rid of them, 
don't know where you're gonna go at because diamonds you can have a pocket full of diamonds and no cash so that means you can't buy no plane ticket you can't get away you got to turn out those diamonds into cash as fast as you can or some type of monetary value maybe bitcoin or something, something. and then so you can leave that's exactly. what that's what she fell down on it but she was brilliant kind of getting the diamonds unbelievable so yeah man you know the two accomplices probably got the best deal and she's gonna be facing some some big time jail time man as a as a warning to all you would be pebble switchers for diamond diamond thieves jewelry thieves so yeah man yeah, Thomas diamonds, ain't, diamonds ain't no good in your pocket when you walk into like the 7-eleven they don't take diamonds the airport don't take diamonds the gucci store don't take diamonds diamonds no. ain't nothing but like rocks shiny rocks Exactly. Unless you get somebody to give you cash or Bitcoin or money for them. Exactly. Hey, what um Chris Rock movie was that when the guy was like, he was a gangster, he's like, I want my diamonds. And then Chris Rock was like, oh, was it Chris Rock? No, no, no. Uh, Chris Tucker. What Chris Tucker movie yeah. was like, I want my diamonds. What diamonds? So- <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the, the movie, man. Wasn't yeah. that when Rush Hour, was it? I think, was that Rush Hour? I'm not sure. I got to see. It was like Paul Sorvino, I think. He's like, hey, Paisan. And then, um, yeah, but he's like, I want my diamonds. What diamonds? So, yeah, that was that was a funny-ass movie. I have to get that. You guys know what it is. Uh, send us some feedback, either on the Instagram page or the Twitter page. What uh, Chris Tucker movie was that? I'm not sure if it was uh, I Rush Hour remember. or not. I can't either. And we'll include uh, links to all these stories that we're talking about. Um, in the liner notes uh, for After Party 15, listening to the Digital Gumbo podcast. After Party number 15. You know what we need to do? What's that? You know what we need to do? Like, we need to do the uh, Digital Gumbo guidebook. And what we'll do, we'll take all our stories, like this Diamond Heist. Yeah. And then, then, you know, me, you, and T. Petty can put our notes with it to say how to get away with a heist. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to do a Diamond Heist. This is how you're going to be successful. Unbelievable. Lulu was not successful in it. Not successful. One, get rid of them shits. <laughs> Two, have make a sure buyer you... lined up. Do your exactly. homework. Man, you're supposed to get you one of them uh, redeemable at any time. I can bump anybody airplane tickets to the next country over so you can, you know, buy some time. But Lulu didn't do it that way. Thomas Yo, I like Crown. it. I like it. The, the digital gumbo guidebook. <laughs> <laughs> All our stories are how to get it right. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, man. Now, you remember we talked about the um, dentist office in Nevada where the lady broke in, pulled the patient's 13 teeth, and then she stole $22,000? Yes, that was the wildest story ever. That was crazy. I got one better than that. Wait, you can top that? I can top that. All right, I got to hear this. A dentist in Alaska is facing charges. He taped himself pulling a patient's tooth while riding a hoverboard. <laughs> what? You talking about the two little wheel things that the little kids be on? No, like the one like um like on um like it's it's it don't even got wheels, it just floats. Wait, like you talking about he like, had an actual hoverboard? He like had the an one that floats in the in the air? Yeah, he was riding that and was hovering above the patient and pulled her tooth. So what happened? I can't, was, I, cannot imagine, I can't see this. I'm trying to imagine this. Now, so I was imagining like him like just standing on a thing with two wheels and balancing and pulling teeth, which is bad. But yeah. I was like, okay, you know, but so you say he was hovering above the patient. 
a hoverboard, like an electromagnetic hoverboard and pulled her tooth. So what happened was up there in Alaska, I mean, you don't really have a choice. You know, you don't have prime choice for dentists. So um, what happened was he was billing Medicaid, like fraudulently, allegedly, for all these teeth that he was supposed to be pulling. The police looked into it. And in their investigation, they found footage of him pulling this woman's teeth or this tooth on the hoverboard. They brought it to her attention. She wasn't even aware of it because she was knocked out when the motherfucker was standing on the hoverboard pulling her tooth. Well, this 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 is a crazy story. This does top that because the, the other thing is like dentists don't make money like that to be able to afford no hoverboard. Right. <laughs> now they right. get paid all right. They get paid pretty good, but hoverboard? So he had a hoverboard just hanging around that he just played with because he was he was billing um, Medicaid or whoever fraudulently. And then he decides to pull this woman's tooth as he's riding the hoverboard. That's a crazy story. He's going to hell first for the fraud and then for pulling a person's damn tooth on a I damn got, I got to see this. So I need a picture of this. I cannot, my mind would not let me imagine him doing this. Cause I didn't think hoverboards existed. I no. thought it was only in like Back to the Future with Marty McFly. That's what I'm saying. Like hover, hoverboard. Hoverboard. That sounds like some Star Wars ship. So yeah. So I'll put the um, link to the story in there. And there's a picture of him hovering over. It's a screenshot from the video of him on the hoverboard, and the lady's just unconscious while he's pulling the tube. Please send that to me. And why my daughter just rode through here on her hoverboard, the little two wheels on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. All right, last story, bro. Bluppets. You know what Bluppets is? Uh, it is black puppets. That is black correct. Muppets. Wait, that is... I got it right. Oh you my did. God. Bluppets are black Muppets. So Sesame Street has, has introduced two new characters. Uh, this is a black ass name too. Wesley Walker and his father. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, stop. Stop. <laughs> they named the Bluppet Wesley. <laughs> right. Wesley Walker. And his father's name is Elijah. <laughs> wow. Sesame Street, they blackity black, black. <laughs> yes, yes. So what they have done is they say that they're introducing Wesley and his father, uh, Elijah, to help, um, you know, teach um, character, teach uh, the kids and teach some of the characters on Sesame Street about you know, uh, awareness about race and difficulty, micro um, aggressions and those types of things. And so, um, yeah, they, they have brought that out. Now, some people was trying to say that these was the first black Muppets, but that is absolutely mm, untrue, okay? No, so, no. so let me, so uh, first of all, Elmo is black, okay? Yep. So let's just, let's just go ahead and just put that out there. Uh, Elmo was played by a black man and um, he, you know, they switched the character. He got into some legal difficulties or something like that. But Elmo is black. I mean, he's a black three-year-old boy. I don't care what you say, blah, 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 woozy woo. Elmo is black. Okay. Also, the count is black. The count is black. He wear a cape. <laughs> 
he's a pimp, but they can't like, like they can't Chappelle say that. That is that is not politically correct. No more. He live in a castle and a lair, and he got bats and all that stuff. Hey, the count is a pimp. Also, you remember back in the day, Sesame Street used to have a character named Roosevelt Franklin. Roosevelt Franklin is a black ass name. What? Roosevelt yeah, Franklin I, is black. <laughs> I never read that, but you know what? Ain't um, ain't Elmo Daddy black? Cause like they put Elmo Daddy on the show one time. I was like, Elmo Daddy black. Elmo's, that was black. Elmo's daddy's name is Louis. Hell yeah, he's yeah. black. And yeah. he was cool too. Cause like, oh, he, he cool. We got some soul. Exactly. Like Louis. Yeah. yeah. All right. You you know what? I, I'm 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 worried now about Sesame Street, right? Sesame Street might start experiencing gentrification. Because <laughs> once you once you get like black people enjoying a space like that, and then it's like, oh man, <laughs> we got, once, we need it. <laughs> once, <gonna> start... <laughs> once Mr. Hooper moved off the block. Yep. <laughs> oh rap. man, they moving in. Yeah. So Elmo. Um, his dad's name is Louie, and I'm not sure what his mama's name is, but yeah, man. Uh, oh, his mother's name is May, M-A-E, May. Yeah, Louis that's and black. May. Yeah. That's black, yeah. That's yeah. black. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> he got an Uncle Jack. Oh, yeah, man. Uncle Jack? <laughs> he got a cousin named Jesse. This is, I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I'm looking this up on Wikipedia. Um, what? He has another family member named Chester. Oh yeah, I got a cousin Chester. <laughs> he got a uh, he got a cousin named Elmer. Oh yeah, and yep. then he got some Spanish family from Mexico. Pepe, that's that's real talk. Well, they and, so they already have Bluppets. Yeah, they okay, already who got, came up with that name? Black yeah. Black Muppets. That's Bluppets. just like you know they just put it together. So yeah, they just saying that now there's new Bluppets, but. You know, people that really don't identify or know or, and, you know, in-depth divers on Sesame Street, man, they got black people. I think Mr. Snuffleupagus was black. He, like, he was transient. He came around every now and then. <laughs> Some episodes he was there. Some episodes he wasn't. He did have family, but he would, you know, spend everybody, everybody loved him. Everybody looked out for him. Everybody loved him. He would crash at um, Big Bird's place. I mean, just let me tell you, a nest and where an elephant sleeps are two totally different things. So yeah, bro, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, Wesley Walker. Now that made me think of football because he used to be a wide receiver named Wesley Welker that played, I think, for the Jets. No, it made me think of Patriots. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> you know, black always bet on what? black. Wesley Snipes. Passenger fifty-seven. But yeah, man, and uh, Blade. Dad, yeah, Blade. That's right. In fact, Wesley Snipes was actually supposed to be. Black Panther in a previous iteration of what Black Panther was supposed to be, but they shelved that project, and then um, uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, came on it. And well, it they they say uh, Wesley Snipes started the superhero movie craze with Blade. Like he was doing Blade way before the other superhero movies came out, and I watch Blade any one of them anytime they come on. My wife is into those movies. Like, isn't he like a vampire kind of, but he's like a superhero? Yep, he's a, okay. a, a day walker. He's a okay. vampire who can who can walk in the day, got all the powers, and he's a superhero. 
You know, so, I never could get into those vampire movies. Like I saw Blackula and Scream, Blackula Scream and all that. And um, I couldn't get into any of those other ones, man. Like Bram Stoker's Dracula. The only Dracula I know was, um, remember when Morgan Freeman used to be Dracula on the electric company? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was that was the best. That and uh, Easy Reader, that's my name. I say he rapped before, like even before Rappers <laughs> yeah. Delight came out. Yeah, he was um, he was uh, he was rapping on Electric Company a long, long time ago. Man, well, listen, that's all I got, man. Um, we want to say thank you to everybody. We pumping back up the U.S. rankings on the Apple Improv uh, charts, back into the top 100. So we definitely appreciate that. We still hanging on in France on their improv charts. So we definitely appreciate that, man. So be some news and notes uh, in the liner notes uh, for this podcast once we go ahead and put it out. But bro, after party number 15, Boys Night Out part two. Yes, we and we, you know, it's Boys Night Out. We miss you, T-Patty. We'll see you next time. But uh, this is good hanging with you, Nook. Absolutely, absolutely. Bro, you got anything else, man, before we get out of here? No, I just want to say, like, um, I, I definitely want to encourage people, like, uh, it is okay to break your cardinal rules sometimes. Find a loophole. <laughs> My loophole was after 5 o'clock, even if I'm on a work call, I can drink. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I got two things. One, I messed up my niece's restaurant's name. It's Chef's Kitchen in Clover slash Lake Wiley, South Carolina, not Chef's table so it's chef's kitchen so i just want to go ahead and correct that we are not perfect we are not robots but it is chef's kitchen so wanted to give chef's uh, kitchen i gotta remember that that's right i want to give my uh niece taylor out a shout out for her restaurant also the actor that i couldn't remember for after potty number 14 episode 55 was or uh russell brand Russell Brand was um, married to Katy Perry. Oh, the one with the, like the dirty looking hair, like he got the dark yeah. hair, skinny, like yeah, yeah a little, yeah. A little crazy. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, like yep. the British accent. So yeah, Russell Brand. I could not remember him. That is the actor that I was talking about. If you have not checked out episode fifty-five of After of After Party number fourteen, the nasty After Party, you need to check that out. Uh, my father-in-law, he shouted, the nasty he, uh, after party. The nasty after party. He was like, where do you get your content from? I was like, it's all around. And he referred to it as the B.O. episode. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, it's like, you know, news is what news is. And we just go ahead and, and take it from there, man. So we'll we'll never run out of content because there'll always be some crazy shit happening in the world, news-wise and, and otherwise. So that's what's up. Man, all right, bro, we're going to get out of here. Listen, we, again, uh, want you to follow us on social media, Instagram, IGTV, Twitter um, as well. So, um, again, we'll uh, be having that Instagram live coming soon in the fall. But uh, we appreciate you riding with us again uh, through the summer. And uh, hope you enjoy uh, these last uh, few uh, weeks of summer before uh, the fall comes. But uh, we'll be back next time with a fresh episode. We appreciate you uh, rolling with us uh, through the summer. And uh, I think that's about it, bro. You good? I'm good, bro. All Peace. right, man. We all go get a drink, man. <laughs> I already started. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Peace. Peace. Peace.